Ignorance is bliss. With my magic book, I'll shower those clumsy lizards. With my power, I'm sure dinosaur land is nothing but fossil fuel. My only problem with these spells is that I know not what they tell. So every hex leaves me perplexed, and all I want are those plumbing fools. Princess Pictures worth a thousand words. Hey, welcome to Disney Minus. Beer here. Uh, Steven and Cat are sick, so I just want to do a thing. Uh, a bit of context for anyone who doesn't listen to, I guess you can say, sister podcasts, um, Resident Beats. In the second season, I play a character called Naoto Kugami. There. And basically, he's from the well, he's from the Blaze Blue fighting game series. He's which did a crossover game called, called Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which the DLC story is basically Naoto, a character named Heart from another game, um, another character named Silka and Minerva from also from Blaze Blue. And a character named Yumi from a game series called Sinran Kurga. And basically, for a part of like the season two where I had a DM because all the ki- other party members was inside Naoto's heart, it, I thought it would be good to in- add these char- those characters in. So, Silica and Heart, it, you know, Looked up the Rickies. Oh, hey. Yeah? How are you? Alright, are we recording? Yes. Cool. Uh, fucking impromptu hyperfixation episode knockoff about the fanfiction that I'm reading right now. Actually, I don't know about that because I might actually... I, I can't decide what I want to propose for if I ever get on Hyperfix. Well, um, to get you in the mood, who'd get that brain juice in your throat, I'm... Okay, so, you listen to Season 2 of Resident Beats, right? I listened to the first half of Season 2. So you covered the part that I de- yeah, GM'd. I'm not sure I did, actually. Um, it would have been season, oh, episode three and four of season two. Uh, probably, I do not remember. Well, well as I was telling the good people of this, if you listen to Disney Minus, basically there's three characters that Naoto interacted in the crossover game in Blaze Brew Cross Tag Battle, and in Silica and Hart on their rookies. Like, bio for the Rickies basically had, like, you know, the typical, like, paragraph, two paragraphs, something, like, something that you could probably... Okay, which of these series is Naoto from? Blaze Blue. Oh, like, Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue, okay. Yeah. Because the cross-tag part is important here. Yeah. Uh... And, like, Naoto, Silica, Slash Minervis, and Heart 
all had like a paragraph or two detailing their stories. Like something that you could knock out in like maybe a half hour of reading. But then we get to Yumi. And Yumi is, as to tell you, is from a game called Sinra Kalaga. Oh, Sinra Kalaga, I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. For anyone who don't, doesn't know, and I'm mostly guessing this from looking at the pictures from Google Images that popped up when I typed in Yumi Sinra Kalaga Ricky. I'm pretty there sure it's a porn game. There are so many of these. I don't think it is. I think it's like a, some sort of soft core, soft core gacha game. Unclear. They have a Nintendo Switch spinoff, so I'm sure that it couldn't be an outright porn game. Well, etchy at the least. Okay, yeah, that's pretty likely. But yeah, so I'm going to be reading the entirety of the story section for Yumi. And I'm already on the wiki looking at it. You notice that how all the tabs have tabs. They sure do. Wait, hold on. Uh, I'm going to assume this is the main character and those... Okay, this is a playable character. I can mm-hmm. only assume those are her routes. Yeah. And it seems that from what I looked up outside of this, I think she has become like the de facto main character. But she wasn't the original main character. Okay, but like, it lists Burst Renewal, and then doesn't list her actual appearances in that. Because it just skips straight to the next game. Mm-hmm. Just Shinobi versus Versus. Yeah, well. Oh, it's because she's a DLC character in Burst Renewal. Okay, so... so she appears in it, but presumably does not have a story. Okay, that's license for load a little bit then. Meanwhile, and uh, I believe she's the, the she's like the main character in Shinovi versus, and that's why she has like five routes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, do you want to introduce yourself real quick before I start? Uh, we all know who Vera is here. Hi, I'm Ash. I use she, her, and it in its its pronouns. Uh. You can find me on the internet, if you want, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I use the he-hims. But, yeah. Anyway, on with the show. Um, I'm going to start with this quote at the top. Snow conceals everything. Anger, sorrow, pleasure, joy. Apparently a quote from Yumi. Ginsy Girls Academy prologue. Yumi and the other Ginshi girls are on their way to visit Kurogawa's grave for the first time in a while. On their way there, they run into Hanzo, who's sexually harassed them, and then all pull by groping each of their breath to add to the humiliation. Hanzo then goes as far as eating the strawberry deck. Fuku, she had it in her handbag to put on Kurogawa's grave. Okay, so hmm, moving on. Okay, there this- is a play. There is a 126 video uh, YouTube playlist of I think every cutscene in the entire game of Senran Kagura Shinobi Versus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, you were probably this does seem a lot like an etchy game. You were probably right. Yeah. My bad. This is the grave that I dug. Thank you for joining me on this suicide mission. This this angers her extremely, and she requests to fight Hanzo. However, Hanzo dismisses the dismisses her proposal and states that she is far too weak to beat him. But if she can defeat his granddaughter, Asuka, then he will entertain her challenge. With that, he disappears. When Yumi and the others return to the academy to teach Rumpai, he tells them to of a shinobi battle royale. On hearing this, okay. Yumi takes this as her chance to challenge Hanzo the National Academy so that she may have the opportunity to fight and defeat Asuka. Wait, this game is exclusive to the PS Vita? Maybe. Apparently it is. Also, I have something very important that I would like to read out to you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mature 17 plus, M, partial nudity, sexual themes, strong language, violence. Rating summary. This is an action-fighting game in which players assume the role of students from dueling ninja-slash-sonobi schools from Japan. Players punch, kick, and use various weapons, e.g. swords, short daggers, shuriken, to defeat opponents in melee-style combat. By inflicting damage, players can cause opponents' clothing to rip apart. Female characters are often depicted in lingerie-slash-underwear or with pasties over their breasts. Combat is accompanied by cries of pain, impact sound effects, and light effects. During the course of the game, still-frame images and animated sequences depict close-up camera angles that highlight characters' breasts and buttocks. The dialogue also, reference, also references suggestive-slash-sexual material, e.g., I love taming people myself with only my tongue and my body, and I grab Hibari's boobs from behind with both hands. In one minigame, players can repeatedly touch a woman's body parts, e.g. chest, pelvic area, posterior, to remove all her clothing. The word fuck and shit appear in dialogue, except in post, can you censor me saying that? Because it's censored in the rating summary. Um, Steven, get on that. Anyway, need to stop myself from cringing. <clears throat> now hey, having to... the ESRB is a reputable organization. Oh shit! This is by Exceed. I, I I swear I know, but okay. Exceed Games, American Movie, Exceed JKS Incorporated. Is that the Exceed? While you're looking that up, now having decided to participate in the Snobby Battle Royale, Yumi makes both Minori and Shiki be trained together while. They initially try to do other things upon her leave. Yumi quickly returns and forces them to train properly while casting them on how training digitally every day is important immediately after. <clears throat> while preparing dinner, Yumi finds herself lost in fault about Kurigate and his lifelong dream. Hanzo Kurigate. There's no G in that. Anyway, notices something is wrong, which leads Yumi to explain her faults along with how the Hanzo students apparently associate with evil ninja. The Humora Crimson and Squad. Yumi comes to the conclusion that evil undermines good and therefore 
She must become stronger in order to ensure she does not lose to evil like Bahanzo Gales. This prompts her to request this Hosika to train with her. Okay, so this was published by Exceed, who I was surprised about because they're actually pretty reputable. But it was developed by Tamsoft, who doesn't appear to have done anything else of note other than maybe some of the Neptunia games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is interesting. They've done several of the Cinnamon Kagura games, though. Uh, for the 3DS, for the Vita, for the PS4... I swear there was a switch. For, there was a switch one, but they don't appear to have done that. The only, uh, the only thing they done is an anime tie-in sport. The only thing they've done for the switch that has a page is an anime tie-in sports game. Yeah, I think it's like a water gun third-person shooter thing. No, if what sports? I don't know. Uh, Maybe you're right. Honestly, if you look it up and say it's something, I'm just going to just assume you're right. Uh, Captain Subasa: Rise of New Champions. Uh, fucking... Uh, it's on Steam. It's an arcade football game, bringing a refreshing look to the football genre with the exhilarating action and over-the-top shots that made the license famous. Defy the laws of football, become legend. That last sentence has no interstitial pun- uh, punctuation, despite how it definitely feels like it's desperate for some. After the match, Hosekai compliments Yumi on her strength, but Yumi states that Hosekai is much more powerful than she is. Out of modesty, the two go back and forth on who is certainly the leader before Shiki and Minori you show up and complain about the food not being made yet. Something that was completely forgotten about oh, due to Yumi and Hosekawa's training. Chapter 2. Yumi and the others infiltrate Hanzo Academy where they are met with Ahsoka, who was supposedly been watching them ever since they arrived. After introductions, Yumi states that she wishes to challenge Hanzo Academy to a Shinobi Battle Royale, which confuses this Ahsoka because she doesn't know what it is. At this, this at that moment, Hanzo appears and stirs up trouble with the girls, leading to them both casting him. His rose calls Yumi to change her mind about fighting the Hanzo girls later and decides on taking them down immediately so she can get her hands on him. While the rest of her team does their own battles, Yumi faces off against Suzuka. <laughs> Before the battle, Yumi inquires on Hanzo Academy's relationship with the Amura and the others. It's when Asuka says, that they are rivals, Yumi asks if she would kill them, which Asuka states there is no need since they can learn a lot from each other. This response does not stir well with Yumi as she stands firmly behind in Kurgos. This notion of true happiness only being possible if evil does not exist, not wanting to hear anything else, Asuka there has to say, Yumi begins their fight. Once the battle is over, Yumi 
is preparing to drive to the finishing bro. Ramora steps in and saves Suka as she watches them interact. Yumi uh, which tries, road are we on? Um, Yinshi Girls Academy Chapter 2. Uh, wait, hold on, oh, fuck. Uh, Guessing Ge- Girls Academy? The first one on the list? Yeah, yeah. Chapter, chapter two. Okay. Uh, chapter two. Fourth paragraph. Okay. So, as it turns out, this game is just kind of a media, uh, like a mediocre character action game. Mm-hmm. That's really all there is to it mechanically. Like, I, I guess if you want to play a softcore porn game and a mediocre character action game at the same time, you can. But, like, why, though? Well, apparently enough people have an answer why, because there's so many fucking games. He's in. Yumi's in a lot of them, apparently. But anyway, Yumi chimes in and comments on how they have a good relationship of the ship. More corrects. He's in. Clarifies it. Clarifies it. This the Suka is nothing more than her rival, and that the only reason she saved her is because she didn't want to be robbed of beating Suka herself. Again, Yumi he does not understand and states that good and evil interacting will not change anything. Moore counters her statement by saying that good and evil can't exist without each other, which Yumi simply dismisses. She tells tells Asuka here that since they are they are interrupted, they will continue the battle at a real shinobi battle royale before taking her leave. Chapter three: Yumi and the others travel to Hibijo, who clandestine girls' academy, to challenge them to a shinobi battle royale. Well, she has met his roof. Mayabi, he who gladly takes her up on on her challenge as it will be their chance to show off the power of the reborn Hibijo. Yumi disagrees, saying that... Okay, which, which one is Yumi again? I know she has black hair. Um, she is great hair with the white robe okay, that's very hair. pretty on her, and she has oh, ice powers. The enormous white robe, okay. Mm-hmm. Renora's right robe that Barry fits it, apparently. Anyway, what else I He's stating that Nayabi uh, will see the power of good ninja. The two leaders then summon their own Sonobi to fight. Morai Kuno, who from Ginshi, he and Ryobi from Hibijo. <laughs> During her face off with Miami, Yumi suggests that Miami should just concede defeat since Genshi he has already defeated the other Gibijo elite. Miami refuses since as long as she stands there's still pride to who he had the Hibijo. After a few more rows for two fight, once the battle is concluded, Yumi is about to deliver the finishing blow. Yumu steps in to save 
Knee Pabby there. And even goes as far as trying to fight Yumi herself. However, Yumi says that she has lost interest just as Shiki arrives, despite not having killed Nayabi as she originally uh-huh. planned. Yumi says that Hibijo he- isn't worth going that far and views their victory as sufficient. Once they meet up with the others, Yumi says that Kuroka will be pleased with their great success in the Royale, though the others start to question whether or not Hibijo is really evil at all based on their own fights and interactions with Hold on, is that one girl wearing pasties with with the image of her own face on them? Um, I'm not looking at the picture that you're showing. Well, yes, looking no, at. No, well, I'm not. But like, I'm 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 keeping up in the YouTube videos, and that does appear to be what she's doing after she gets her ass kicked by Yumi. Okay, good. Shiki's like, hey, aren't we supposed to burn down their school? And Yumi's like, and no, I. No, they suck. Let's don't. I know I'm reading the Ricky of one of the random characters and not the actual game itself, but it's kind of funny how just it's just throwing out names. And normally these Rickies will like have a hyperlink for that character's profile, and, but it's not giving that. It's just their names. <laughs> you sure? I feel like... Okay. But, like, four names are important. Murakuma, Shiki, Yozakura, and Minori. Mm-hmm. And they're all they're all hyperlinked earlier in the article. Yeah, probably. No, they literally are. I found, it's right... Just scroll up, like, half a page. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Who uh, I also place for... Uh, Emu It's not hyperlinked. And that seems like someone important. But apparently not, because it's not hyperlinked. Unless I missed the hyperlinked version of a name earlier, but okay. Well, they're they're listed in the page for the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, they are they are a player character for one of the routes. I think. Oh hey, she has fucking uh Sun Wukong sort staff gun thing. Ri Bang Bang. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. I mean, I'm probably like, mispronouncing all. Actually- do you actually care at all about Sunron Kagura? No, I just thought Why this would be a funny bit. This? It's not even that funny is the thing, because the story is so boring. Yes, but I've already started recording it, so I'm committed now. Okay, but like we're allowed to change like this is already a complete shitpost of an episode. We're allowed to completely derail everything mid mid midway through. Remember when we recorded Beginner's Guide to the end of podcasting yeah. and we just started talking about Ar- Arcanites partway through because I realized that, that this wasn't working? Well, to be fair, you did finish the story. That's fair. I have read it multiple times. It's one of my favorite MS Paint fan adventures. <laughs> Beginner's Guide is still really good. I will still go to bat for it. But, like, understandably, we couldn't really say much about it because you hadn't read it or hadn't finished it. Yeah. yeah. And now we're in the same boat with this. Okay, but the difference is that neither of us care all that much about Senran Kagura. True. But I want to see what... I want to at least finish this one part with the Genshin Girls Academy bit. But why, though? Mostly how... 
Unless you have some weird feeling of needing to finish this, but knowing that's illogical, but still, like, it'll probably bug me if I don't. Okay, I, I will. I uh, fucking I'll open the page back up and I'll summarize it for you. Uh, fucking that. This is her main route. Uh, chapter four. Uh, they fight the Crimson Squad, which isn't technically a school, but they do it anyway. Uh, Jimmy okay. is convinced that uh, Asuka is evil, and that Hamura is also evil. Yumi cannot comprehend shades of gray. Uh, she fights everyone, and. Uh, tells Hamura that teases Hamura that she has a crush on Asuka. Uh, Yumi finally admits to the fact that she saw good within the evil of both Hebijo and the Crimson Squad. She comes to terms with the fact that they aren't so different after all, but doesn't want to betray Kurokage's teachings. They're all shinobi. They go to the fi- They go to the final chapter. They go to Hanzo Academy for their final match. Uh, Yumi original. Uh, Yumi explains she just she originally just wanted to fight Hanzo, but now she just wants to fight Asuka. She un- she understands now, and she's going, and then she fights at Asuka. Uh, she wins because she's the main character. Uh, the, she she wins the f- the first half of the match because she's the main character, and they have a nice chat. Yumi asks after this fight, can they be friends? Uh, Yumi wins, and then they shake hands and become friends. And Yumi is like, hmm, will my master ever forgive me? Oh no. Uh, fucking, uh, the game's over. She goes to visit the, her master's grave. Uh, she questions, she notices there's something there before they get there and questions if someone else other than them is visiting the grave. Fucking, she has, she, she prays and then, uh, their teacher shows up and reveals that he's Hanzo. Uh, and then he tells them that, that they're, 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 Kurokage said that they were much more important than his pride as a shinobi, shinobi. And then she comes to terms with herself and her complicated relationship with her teacher. And that's the fucking end of the video game. We're done. We're done. Okay. Fair. Also, there's like 10 other games, but we're... We're done. But it's, but that's the end of good. that game. Bit... And like, none of these games are good is the thing. And neither is the bit. Fucking, you want to talk about Blasboo Crosstag Battle instead? Sure, I mean, just pull up Ricky for it. I have never played Unist, uh, and I know nothing about Blazblue, like, at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I am relatively familiar with Persona 4 and Persona 4 Arena, and I'm very, very familiar with Ruby. So, like, you're going to have to pick up the uh, anime slack as the, like even more Japanese anime slack and I can pick up, like, the American one and Persona. After the game All was right. released, characters from Arcana Heart 3, uh, which is an arcade fighting game developed by Team Arcana and published by Arxis, uh, Senran Kagura Estival Versus, which is another game in the Senran Kagura series, and Akatsuki, Akatsuki, Akatsuki Blitzkampf Alf Axe, uh, which is a series of Japanese 2D fighting games created by hobbyist groups? Question mark with like World War II theme, like visual theming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akatsuki Blitzkampf of Axe is a final standalone revision of the first game for arcade and Microsoft Windows. Huh. Mm. 
given the game's militaristic title, a very probable translation is Katsuki Flash Fight Axis Edition. Okay, you don't have to put three different... You don't have to put two different languages, neither of which are English, which is the only language I speak, in the name of the title of your game. Fucking, I said name and title. Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, it's on the Ricky for Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle storyline. It's only like, I guess, three paragraphs. Okay, that the story is, is like an excuse to do yeah. a cross tag battle. Basically, it doesn't matter. Uh, fucking, to sum it up, it's like all these characters from different universes are pulled into this like okay i'm looking at i'm looking universe. at the list i'm looking at the i'm looking at the list of characters and ruby got a raw deal like in the base game blast blue central fiction has two sets of five characters each persona 4 arena has four characters Eunice has four characters uh ruby has two and they theoretically share top billing with you. They they are the ones on the like the top side. They they theoretically have just as much billing as uh Unist and Persona 4. And they get mm-hmm. two characters in the first in the base game, while everyone else gets at least four. And then fucking oh. season one DLC, uh Blast Blue uh, get each 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 of the two sets of Blast Blue Central Fiction characters gets three characters. Uh, Persona Four and Unist both each get six, and Ruby gets two again. But at least these are free DLC, which apparently the other ones aren't. Mm-hmm. And then in the third exp in, in the third expansion, uh, Naoto finally shows up. He's in season two of the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, Blas- the first set of Blasbu characters gets two characters. The second one only gets one. Persona Four gets three characters. Eunice gets two. Ruby gets one. Arcana Heart Three gets one. Sunrise Kagura gets one, which is Yumi, and Akatsuki Blitzkan Axe gets uh two. Akatsuki mm-hmm. and Blitz Tank, who I can only assume are the main characters. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, basically, just want to be upfront. And when I originally got Cross Tag Battle, I got it because for Ruby characters. Okay, yeah. Uh, everyone wanted it specifically. Wait, have you watched Ruby? Mm-hmm. Oh, the first Goddamn. six seasons. Okay, I've watched the first seven and a half seasons, and like all the compilations of the ninth one that isn't out outside of Crunchyroll Premium yet. I, I'm sure that I could get a free trial of Crunchyroll Premium with a throwaway email account and then just fucking, like, watch it all. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, use some sort of third-party downloader service to get it all onto my computer so that Crunchyroll can't st- steal it from me. But, like, at that point, I can just ask, my, I can just ask some people I know uh, if they can uh, legally obtain me someone else's rips of... Okay, I don't actually know if this is legal. If I'm not allowed to say this and it's illegal, uh, you can edit this out. But like, um, if parody, you have... parody in Minecraft. Okay, this this isn't like actual vi- like actionable threats against named persons, which is a normal thing you'd have to in Minecraft. I'm just wondering if you like legally have access to like stream Crunchyroll stuff. How are they get like? Unless it's hidden somewhere in the terms of service, which you know it might be, how are they going to stop you from 
recording from like screen recording it and then like saving the screen recording of each episode and just ripping it that way. Cause like you, you've paid for the ability to watch this and I, I don't think it's going to be like an easy ask to tell you, Hey, you can't record this video that you paid for. But like, I, I know Ethereum, it's probably illegal to distribute. It's especially illegal to sell it, but it's probably, but it might be illegal to distribute it like how ROMs work, but like they can't stop you from just recording it for your own use. Right. So if I wanted to like sign up for a free trial of Crunchyroll premium and then simply not continue my free trial, but also like record the episodes for my own use to continue watching for my own use after the free trial that they gave me was up. I don't think that's illegal. Um, I don't know enough to say yes or no to that. Hey, maybe I'd assume, the as long as, I'd assume as long as you're not selling it or techery, techery, you give handing it out to people. But I don't know if you go to like a, a pirate hat store and someone just kind of like has it playing, ring, ring, nudge, nudge, that it would be illegal or not. On the other hand, I, I, if I really wanted it that bad, I could probably just get a free trial of Crunchyroll Premium because I'm sure they're giving those out. I mean, it's probably also on just on Kiss Anime or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was an exclusive. Hold on. Well, considering this, what Kiss Anime is, it streamed exclusively on Crunchyroll. Oh, Kiss Anime, right? Yeah, Kiss Anime, the pirate, the it, perfectly legal acquisition site. Uh, but yeah. yeah but- um. Volume nine, hat shop. volume 9 streamed exclusively on Crunchyroll and isn't going to be available on on their re- website until early 2024. It might be on YouTube just straight up never, at least never legitimately. Um it's it's genuinely unclear whether the next season has even been greenlit, but uh the the, the but the the outline for it was already completed in 2020 in January of this year. Mm-hmm. And there's a tweet from one of the lead writers uh, adding Crunchyroll about, uh, ho- about we hope that we can bring you volume 10 sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. There's fucking, there's people in the, the top comment is saying fucking break up Bumblebee. What the fuck? This person is literally just actually when they said that they planned this f- since forever, they were just lying, which that's wild. Like, w- w- what even the fuck are you doing, my man? Mm-hmm. Bumblebee real, and I will, I will fight you. Like, it. Yeah, my. If, if you get, if if you give me the opportunity. And then I will then I will punch you in the face for saying that. I'm I'm yeah. not going to get the opportunity because uh, it's the internet. I'm not going to be able to physically punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. But like, I would punch you in the face. I'd get my ass beat, but I'd go for it. Yeah, my only complaint about Bumblebee is that the show doesn't really have that much of it. I know they have a kiss in the newest season. Okay, yeah, Bumblebee but, only became canon in the newest season after, like, I 
I honestly think it still might be queer baiting, despite the fact that they do actually get together. Like, yeah. is that a reasonable amount of time to wait for them to get together with? I mean, I I would argue. Okay, I think that they accidentally queer baited us with a relationship that was always going to become canon, which is a weird thing to say, considering bait is usually when they never intended to make it become canon. But I think they started hinting pretty hard in the first, th in the first, in the second and third volume and did basically nothing to follow it up for four through six. And um. only in like seven, did they really pick up on the, this relationship is developing. At, yeah. at which point it stopped being as bait and started just being like build up and text. Yeah, do you know where all the build up for the relationship was at? And all the interview, like the read, um, okay, but like interview uh, yeah, things everyone, that they every, Everyone, all of the voice actors were saying Bumblebee is going to become real eventually. Mm -hmm. But like now that it actually is real. I think it's less queer baity in retrospect that they said that like back, mm -hmm. back when it was impossible to know whether Bumblebee would actually ever be real. Like it, it felt kind of queer baity when everyone was, in, mm -hmm. was always like, yeah, Bumblebee is going to be real. Like soon, Honestly, yeah. eventually, Honestly, but now yeah. that it actually is real, they have delivered on the promises, which makes the promises like more credible in retrospect. Okay. For a moment, I thought you was going to say that, it, in hindsight, it makes them saying that Bumblebee was going to happen after they kiss. This oh, after they kiss. In hindsight, them saying that Bumblebee is going to happen is more queer baity. No, no, I, I think it is actually less queer baiting now that the, it, now that it's actually yeah. happened because it, it is no longer bait. Like yeah. now that now that it's definitely like happened, it's not bait. Yeah, just for a second, I thought that was what she was going to say. He. You know, funny, but yeah, yeah. Have you seen any of the? Um, I think it's Celtic Productions fixing Ruby. Okay, you ripsies. Um, no, I have read one Ruby fan fiction, but I refuse, on principle, to read any any to read any fan fiction of Ruby that isn't more gay than the original. Um, well, from the comment. To go through the comments, it has somehow made Yang and Neo a shipping option. Yeah, baked Alaska. Every there yeah. back in the early days, I wasn't super around for the early days of Ruby. I only got into it like around volume three or four. But like back in the early days, that was a viable ship. There were that was a viable ship, mostly because there was no one else to ship mm -hmm. Yang with other than. Pira or fucking uh, Blake, of course. Actually, that was pretty much it. The only credible, like there were still freezer burn shippers out there, but like I don't think that Ladybug and Freezer Burn ever had the sort of social cachet that fucking Bumblebee and White Rose, like White. People are still holding a candle for White Rose to this day, despite the fact that realistically, I don't think it's all that likely for White Rose to happen. Like, as a Greek fire and nuts and dolts defender, you have to understand me when I say that some ships are not destined for greatness. 
Mm-hmm. Some ships are destined for one half of the ship to brutally die, like extremely. I mean, Ar- Arcos fans already understand this, but if you shipped any anyone with Pyrrha other than the obvious, n- like not only was it a crack ship then, it's an even cracker ship now because now Pyrrha's dead. Mm-hmm. Oops. Uh, okay. Like, there's got to be at least one person in the world who ships uh, Pyrrha and Cinder. And I think that's a little weird. It's definitely not the weirdest ship. Um, but, like, yeah. Also, uh, for a fairly long time now, I, I think it's been pretty clear that the ship that has the least, that has had the least chance to actually exist was Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Like, we all understand how sunk Checkmate was from the moment it came into being, right? Yeah. Like, Checkmate had half a chance if you could find good rare pairs for Yang and Ruby. Like, if you're a nuts and dolts and a Greek fire believer, you might, in theory, ship Checkmate. But, like, also, they don't have ke- they don't have that much chemistry. Like, like, Blake and Yang have always had the sun lesbian, moon lesbian thing that everyone... Okay, but, like, I'm going to take a tangent here. Sun lesbian, moon lesbian is a real thing, and it needs to be recognized how real it is more. Like, uh, if I had a nickel for every sun les for every like uh, sun lesbian uh, sun themes lesbian who's like cool and based and enters into a world that she does not un- and that she does not entirely understand and moon lesbian who's like not entirely human and inherently from another world than the sun lesbian and yet they come together just in spite of or perhaps even because of these things and it's all very tender and they have and they have like a dramatic kiss after people waited forever for him to have the kiss and properly get together uh if 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 i got a nickel every time that happened i would have three nickels oh and and if the ship name ended in a y I, it, if I had a nickel every time that happened, I would have three nickels. That isn't that many, but it's weird that it happened three times. And, like, there are at least two other ships that I can mention that are a lot of that, except maybe a little less of uh, of the, like, uh, shit, what was I thinking? Maybe a little less of the one of them has a name that ends in Y. Yeah. Fucking, this is, this is an Excelsior ship dynamic. I think that if Bumblebee had been in the, like, classic Yuri ships poll, it could have gotten pretty far. Like, it would have gotten blown the fuck out by Rosemary, because Rosemary sweep real. But I feel like Bumblebee could... Do do you remember the, like, classic Yuri ships poll? Um, for Ruby? No, the, 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 the one. Uh, the fuck, the poll about, uh, iconic, uh, iconic Willowa ships poll on Twitter. Uh, September 2022? Um, to be perfectly honest, for f- only t- well, the first time, the only two times that I've used Twitter was the two times that I've posted for the Resident Beats. Okay, I'm gonna account. post this, I'm gonna post this, uh, this bracket, the, the first, the first leg of the bracket in this, 
And I want you, I want you to tell me uh, how far you think these ships got. Like, I guess for each one. You know what? Let's go down the line. If you don't recognize any of this, any of these ships, that's fine. Just guess purely based on vibes. Okay, round one. Catradora, uh, how far do you think Catradora got? Oh, uh, well, it's up against his his there, muscling and bubblegum. So this is a kind of hard choice because both. I know both of them were very popular, but I'm going to say he Catra and Aurora at uh, least gets to the next nope. round. Catradora gets blown out immediately by Bubbleine in the 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 possible in the I think like the second most decide okay, third most Okay, it's not one of the more decisive. It's one of the more decisive things in this round. It's one of the few that be, that goes higher than seventy percent in a direction. So that's an incredible blowout for the two of them. Okay, next pairing. Yeah, Who do you think he wins? Uh, Utananti, uh, fucking revolutionary, fucking Utena. I, I don't remember the name of the show perfectly accurately. Harumichi, Sailor Moon. Uh, Okay, it's like the classic early anime Yuri yeah. re- a pair. Well, well Utrama, if one of them does turn into a car that the other drives, he's at one point, I'm going to go with the Sailor Moon ship because it was more pop- well, the show was more popular. Uh, you are correct. Um, despite fairly good ch- tur- uh, turnout, um, Harumichi very narrowly wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, 34 to 46. Yeah, the first um, two had first two matches had very strong matches so yeah. far. Uh, Lumity uh, from the Owl House versus Rufire from Steven Universe. Well, well, the Owl House got a bit more time to show the relationship like between the two individual characters. I'm probably going to say Steven Universe because you see the result of that Preparing for Garnet. Nope. Uh, you are. You have gone one and three. One and three so far. Uh, Lumity narrowly wins another fifty-four to fi- another fifty-four to forty-six. Okay, that's fair. Uh, uh, Hamura and Madoka from Madoka Magica versus Korra and Asami from Avatar: Legend of Korra. Go. Who wins? I'm going to guess Legend of Korra. And probably assume that I'm wrong. Uh, do you want, actually from now on? Do you want to take a guess at how close it was? Like roughly? Um, was it about at least twenty-five percent? Uh, this is okay. You got Korosami correct. You're, you're two for you're two for four, but this is actually relatively close. Uh, two point eight percentage points off from off from the off from dead heat. Okay. Uh, okay. In the future, I'm going to measure how many percentage points uh, they were off on either side from Dead Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Pearl Rose versus Rosemary. Pearl Rose versus, from Steven Universe versus Rosemary from Homestuck. Uh, who do you think won? And what do you think the margin was? Mm. Mm. Now this, I feel like this is this poll would be like if all their falls read Homestuck. Which, since it's on this bracket, I'm going to guess Homestuck. 
Okay, and, but like you do understand the level of cultural cachet that Homestuck is at, right? Like you don't yeah, have yeah, to, I do. you don't have and, to have Homestuck likers in your audience to run Homestuck on a bracket. It is by far not the weirdest thing here. And I know this because yeah, I, I can point to the weirdest thing here, and it's somewhere in the live action part on the right side. Also, there is a yeah. much more niche homestuck ship like in this bracket. Yeah, I didn't mean to be like, oh, no one's heard of homestuck. Everyone's heard okay. of homestuck. But also, like, uh, what do you think the the margins at? I'm going to say three. Uh, homestuck wins this. You're three for five, I believe. Uh, let's yeah, three for five. But it is one of the narrowest margins in the entire competition, half a percent. Mm. That's like, and consider this one's a fourteen. This one's a fourteen and a half thousand votes. But that's still a very small number of people. Mm. Um, next one, Apple Dash from My Little Pony and Jenny Vega from My Life as a Teenage Robot. Who do you think wins, and what do you think the margin is? Hmm. Like. Personally, I would vote for my little, my life as a teenage robot, but I'm going to go say that Apple Dash beat them out in popularity. What do you think the margins were like? Ten mm, percent. Uh, okay, you got uh, that. You're four for six. Uh, you you have you have yet to get a margin right because this is one of the most blowouts to ever blow anything out. This mm. is. 35.8 percentage points. Keep in mind that the absolute maximum possible is 50 if mm-hmm. everyone votes the same. So this is a huge blowout in favor of Apple Dash. Yeah. Uh, next one, Taizula from Avatar The Last Airbender versus Ryu Mako from Kill the Kill. Kill the Kill. How much? I'm going to say 10 again. Uh, nope. They lose by you're you're very close on the margins, but you got the but you got the wrong way around. Kill Kill loses by nine point eight percentage points. Uh, okay, how many have how many have you gotten right so far? Uh, did, I think I got did, four right. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Yeah, you you yeah okay. For going into the end of this left half of the bracket, uh, who do you think? Uh, who do you think? Uh, Sakura Aoi Sakura Aoi from Dying Rampa versus Yumihisu from Attack on Titan. And what do you think the margin is? I'm going to go with Attack on Titan because I think that it's slightly more popular, even though it's gotten less popular now. For Give reasons. Me Give me the margins. And margins, I'm going to say two. Okay, that's pretty close. Not only do you get it right, that's five of eight. Pretty close, 1.1% margins. Mm-hmm. Um, going into the right side of the bracket, you're going. You're five for eight on the left side. Let's see if you can keep up your recent winning streak on the right side. Uh, uh, Daphne X Velma from Scooby Doo, uh, Luna and Ginny from Harry Potter. I'm going to say Velma and Daphne, and the uh, percentage is going to be five. Okay, that uh, you're uh, six for nine. Uh, unfortunately, you got the percentage very wrong. This was the biggest blowout of round one. Uh, 42.3%. Mm-hmm. No one likes Harry Potter. No one. Literally zero people. Uh, next round, hey. you're, you're six for nine going into, uh, this next, going into this next one. Uh, Togachako from Hero Academia and Harl Ivy from DC Comics. Mm, he said 
I'm trying to look at the little picture because I'm on the desktop, so you can't really zoom in. You uh, said Harley Quinn and, and Poison Ivy for oh, DC? Oh, yeah, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, yeah. Okay, then I'm going to say they won. Just Margin? purely out of popularity. Margins? Um, you know what? I haven't gone with a big number, and I'm going to feel like this is going to be the time when I pick a big number that's actually very close. I'm going to say 25 again. Uh, 30 for 7... Uh, uh, oh, shit. Seven for ten. You actually underestimated. It's thirty-one point seven points. Hmm. Good. Good try figuring figuring that out, though. Okay. So here's here's one. I will not blame you if you get it wrong because this literally doesn't matter at all. Clexa uh, from the One Hundred versus Rules from Euphoria. Both of these are CW shows that I don't think either of us have even thought about in the last two years, um, much less watched. I I have not seen Euphoria. But I'm pretty sure it's on HBO. Who cares? Make a guess completely <laughs> at random. You're seven for ten. I will not actually bother you all that much mm. if you get this one wrong. Um, Euphoria, since I said that one first. And nope. Other way around. Point seven. Second mm. closest. For some reason. Okay. Uh, you're uh, s- uh seven for eleven. Now I think it is. Yeah, seven for eleven. I feel like if I don't mean to be mean to those two shows, but I do feel like if you put them up against like the Chira and Adventure Time, both yeah, of those they, shows would have been knocked out for. Yeah, they Chira would have got blown the hell out. This is just strategic mm-hmm. seating. Uh, notably, least turnout of any vote so far by mm-hmm. some margin. Like this one barely cracks 10,000 people. The other ones have been. Consistently getting at least twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highest turnout so far was the first one, Bubbling versus Catchadora. That one broke eighteen thousand. Oh yeah, that's like you put two gods next to each other to duke it out, basically. Um, Daphne, uh, uh, Scooby Doo versus Harry Potter is notable because fifteen and a half thousand people turned out to beat Harry Potter into the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the most votes for a single person because the only other one with because be- the few because the few of them that had better turnout were also relatively close. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: I don't really ship Daphne and Velma. I ship Velma and her girlfriend from Mystery Inc. That's also fair. Uh, you're at seven out of eleven going into the tw- going into the twelfth round. Uh, Britana from Glee versus Cy Byung from Squid Game. These are shows that people have actually watched, but I don't think either of us have. I've watched, like, I think the first season of Glee. I don't think I've even watched the full season of it. That's fair. This might have to be another guess at random. Um, Glee. Nope. You failed to guess at random again at Squid Game. You're 7 for 12, unfortunately. Um, Here's another one that is very close to my heart. Vris Resi versus Sam Carley. Mm. Neither of those need any introduction. If you ask where Vris Resi is from, I will beat you with hammers. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sam and Carly. Unfortunately, you are correct. Uh, that's 9 for 13. Mm-hmm. And the percentage, I'm going to say... 9 for 13? Didn't one? you get at least 4 wrong? I feel like you got... It was 7 for 11, and then you got that wrong, so it was 7 for 12. So it's 8 for 13. Yeah, yeah I got eight first for 13. Two, I got the first one wrong. I 
I got second one right. I got for third one wrong. Third one wrong, and I think consistently correct until the like couple of ones that made no goddamn. Until the ones I believe you got. uh, I don't right. Yeah, the two that no one cared about wrong, and then you got this one wrong. So you're that's five. So you're at eight of thirteen. Not bad. Could be worse. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Sam Carley won, uh, despite who should have won, because Vris Resi can go all the way. Mm-hmm. Someone in the comments did say that they, uh, that they pressed the wrong one on accident, but also they won by, like, enough. Like, it was close. It was 4.1%, but it was enough turnout that people apparently did think that Sam Carley could actually, like, go all the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Someone in the comments did clarify that this is specifically because of the fan fiction, which is fucking, like, I, I don't agree with that. I think that you got to give it to Vris Resi if it's purely about the strength of the fan fiction. Uh, anyway, Alphine versus Ramisa. Alphine is from Undertale. Ramisa is mm-hmm. from Death Note, which I don't think you've ever read, but I have several times. I've seen the anime. Fair enough. I haven't, actually. The anime should have uh, ended with, with her writing Light's name with L's. Okay, who who wins? Elfine versus Ramisa. You're at 8 of 13. You're at, no, you got one right. You're at 9 of 14. And no, wait, no. 8 of 13, I believe. Yeah, 8 of 13. Alfine this versus one's a Ramisa. tough and one also, for me. And also margins, do you, do you think? Okay. At the time of this post, well, this tournament, I'm going to assume that Undertale was still would be more popular, so I'm going to say that. When has Death Brent. Note ever been popular since like 2009? But also, you are correct. That's nine well, for fourteen. If this was seen like for Netflix movies about to come out, I think it got a bit of a boost then, okay, and then yeah, just went. But like, it hasn't actually been popular since the anime yeah. was airing. You, you, uh, Elfin gets a very respectable win. Uh, 17.9 percentage points. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're at 9 of 14. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're coming up on the end of the first round. Kate V in Arcane versus Pearl Rena from Splatoon. Arcane. You are correct. Uh, And the percentage is, um, I'm going to say 15. 8.8. Okay, you, you could be more off. Uh, that one's also pretty solid turnout. Um, we're coming down to the lowest turnout of the whole thing, mostly because people just did not have it in them to vote for something that is this inconsequential. Uh, Devilman Cryber- Crybaby versus Star versus Force of- Forces of Evil. Who wins? As someone who did enjoy Devilman Crybaby, I'm going to say Star versus Forces of Evil. You are wrong. Beep, beep. Uh. That's a total score of ten of ten out of sixteen. Not great, but better than flipping a coin. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to go to round? You want to go to the previous round? See, right. uh, see if you can guess who wins round iconic global ships poll round two. All right, uh, you basically can already predict who the brackets are, but just in case you didn't already, you didn't remember Bubbling versus Har- Bubbling from Adventure Time versus Haramichi from Sailor Moon. Who wins? Um, mm. notably, this round is actually much lower turnout 
all around than the previous, which is kind of weird. Possibly because no. it happened on 9-11. There's no way to be sure. Um, well, to be fair, you did pit like one of the biggest, one of the two biggest ships up against each other as the first match. That's fair. But like even the later matches in the first round got some pretty good numbers. Mm-hmm. None of these are getting even close. Yeah. Like even the stuff that people care about isn't even getting close. Yeah. Well, uh, Sailor Moon yeah, is Bubbling a classic. Well, Sailor Moon is a classic. I'm going to go with Adventure Time. Uh, margins? Mm, I'm going to say two. Uh, 12.8. A very respectable mm. win for Bubbling. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll redo the count now. You're, you're one for one in, in, the, in this round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lumity from the Owl House versus Korosami from Legend of Korra. Who wins? Our house. Martin? I think I'm going to say, since it was 12 last time, I'm going to say five. Ooh, uh, you are wrong, actually. Korosami heartbreakingly takes it from, t- steals it from Owl House. Um, hmm. uh, somehow Korosami is going on to the quarterfinals uh, at only two percentage points. Wow. Anyway, um, third third match this round, Rosemary from Homestuck versus Apple Dash from My Little Pony. I'm going to say Apple Dash. Um, Margins? One. Rosemary takes it at 8.9. Ro- okay, Rosemary is the ship that people who grew up mm. on Apple Dash ship now, which is how it went. Like... Almost all of the Apple Dash fans that took it so far in round one are probably also Rosemary fans. At least the ones that w- that actually bothered to vote in round two. Yes, that's Apple fair. Da- Rosemary has stolen Apple Dash's throne, and you are go- you are unfortunately one for one for three as we go to as Rosemary advances into the quarterfinals, and we go to the last on the left side, Taizula from Avatar versus Yumihisu from Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Margins? Eight. Uh, unfortunately, you're one for four. Attack on Titan eats a very respectable 14.8% uh, going into round... Uh, uh, going into the quarterfinals. And Taizula... Yeah, Taizula moves on to the... Taizula moves on to the quarterfinals to match up against Rosemary. Uh, on the right side, uh, you're one for four going into the right side. Velma x Daphne from Scooby-Doo versus Harlivey from DC. DC, and I'm going to say 15. Uh, you are correct. That is two for five. Uh, th- that This is a pretty big deal. Uh, 13% margin. Which, Overshot by wow. two. Uh, Harlivey makes it into the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Uh Klexa from the 100 versus uh, Saibyang from Squid Game. Um, Squid Game. Mar- margin? Uh, six. Ah, uh, fuck, hold on a second. My sound's cut out. All right, I've recovered. What did you say for Martins? Six. Um, uh, 13.2 in favor of Squid Game. So that's i believe you've you're you're back up you've climbed back up to three of six mm-hmm. after your poor showing on the left side still at f but fair enough not for us f hey if you get the next one that's four of seven i think that's a i think that's a d 
Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Sam Carly versus Alphine. Alphine? You are... Uh, and uh, the margin is... I'm going to say... Seven. Uh, nope, this was a comical blowout in favor of Alphine. You're at... Uh, four of seven. It was 25.7%. Fair. Uh... The final, the finals of this round, Kate V from Arcane versus I do not even remember from I do not even remember. Um, is it Vatir Heroes from Devilman Crybaby? Yes, it's the Devilman Crybaby one. Um, I'm going to say Arcane because it's, I'm pretty sure it's still more popular than Devilman Crybaby. Margin? Um, 10. Of uh, 26.9, Kate V is comically, Kate V in a comical, in a comical blowout. Very, fairly low turnout though, disappointingly. Uh, but mm-hmm. you did go five, but you did go five for eight. So that's pretty respectable. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Um, let's go to the quarterfinals. All right. All right. Quarterfinals. Uh, Bubbling versus Korosami. Bubbling. Margins? And again, fewer and fewer people are voting each round. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, margins? I'm going to say two or three, because I would think this would be a tight no. match. Avatar gets blown the fuck out. No one likes Avatar anymore. Avatar gets blown the fuck out. It's a 21.2 for Bubbling. One of four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosemary versus Tizula. How do you think that went? Rosemary. Margins. Pan. 17.7. Rosemary blows Avatar the fuck out. Uh, Rosemary versus Bubbling. Classic uh, sun lesbian, moon lesbian pairing. Going head to... uh, One of them is even a vampire. Going head to head in the semifinals. Who will win? Who will lose? No one will know. Uh... On the right side corner, on the top right quarterfinals, Harlivey from DC versus Cybyung from Squid Game. Harley and Ivy. Uh, margins? 35. 31.4. Uh, Harlivey comically blows out Cybyung, one of the hardest, some of the hardest it's ever been uh, to make it into the semifinals against whoever wins the next one. Alphine from Undertale versus Kate V from Arcane. I feel like Arcane would win this, but I'm going to say Alphine. Margins? Five. Basically, all of your instincts were correct. It goes to to Alphine by 7.6. You have correctly predicted all four of the quarterfinal matchups, but as we go into the semifinals of Bubbling versus Rosemary... And Harlivey versus Alphine. Who knows what the hell could happen? Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins in the semis? Um, Bubbling and Harley and Ivy. Uh, you want to give me some margins there, champ? Um, 25-25. Uh, loudly in- loud incorrect buzzer noise. Wrong on all four counts. About six to seven points in favor of Rosemary and Alphine. 
Uh, Rosemary versus Bubbling, notably one of the highest turnouts ever. Bubbling continues to command an impressive legion of fans, but it simply did not work against how many people fucking love Homestuck. Mm-hmm. And we're going into Homestuck versus Undertale in the final round. So no matter who wins, no matter who loses, Toby Fox wins. Honestly, I oh. think Rosemary deserved the win. Uh, Homestuck is a legit cultural icon. It has broken the brains of so many people on the internet. And I, I just don't think Adventure Time has the staying power. Also, mm-hmm. like, these two kissed first. Like, yeah, I know they, the reason they, that uh, Bubbling didn't get to kiss is because, um, uh, because of executive meddling. But, like, Kanaya and Rose have always been main characters. And, like... Mm-hmm. They they deserve they deserve to the win because they are gayer than bubbling is hot take anyway final round who wins Rosemary Alphine and Margins Rosemary two Rosemary wins in a pretty huge blowout eighteen point eight percent Rosemary is a ju- like the only people who had a reasonable shot the only uh like the only fighters who had a reasonable shot of stopping Rosemary were like. Carl Ivy, Chris Rezzy, like Apple Dash, mm-hmm. maybe Kate V. And like they only actually went up against one of those people. And it was in the court and it was in the quarters. And they like and it and it was like actually it wasn't even in the quarter. Hold on. Finals, semifinals, quarterfinals. It was before the quarterfinals, and they won pretty hard. Like out of all of the people that like I'd say that there was exactly one person in each half of the bracket, in each quarter of the bracket that could have taken Rosemary down. And all of them lost pretty early. Actually, no, Harlivy made it pretty far. But, like, I think Harlivy would have had a much better chance in the finals than Alphine because, like, a bunch of people who already really like Rosemary would have also liked Undertale and voted for Alphine. But, like, they can't, but, like, Rosemary just wins. Rosemary Sweep. It's the mo- it's one of the most iconic Willowa mm-hmm. uh, ships of all time. Also, finding out like that Sun and Moon lesbians is a actual term kind of explains this one game to me called From the Sun to the Moon. Because one yeah. girl has moon things and the other has sun things. Uh, oh, I didn't realize that Sun and Moon lesbians had flags, but that's cool. I like that. Ah, neat. But like, it it is uncanny how much of the theming is shared between, uh, like specifically, uh, like honestly, I think the rose, I think rosemary, like gives as good as it gets. It it takes some elements from pre-existing lesbian romances and fiction, and then it fucking. It goes on to inspire so much, like legit. I know that this is a com- this is an absurdly wild stretch, but I don't think that Bumblebee wouldn't have been canon if it was for. I don't think that Bumblebee would have been canon if it wasn't for one or more of the various things that Bumblebee has influenced or caused to happen. Mm-hmm. Rosemary, Rosemary is just the, it's the one. It's the Willowa ship. It's the most iconic of all time, and we have this poll to prove it. Mm-hmm. Wait, 
Pompon is supposed to be a girl? Who? What? Oh, okay. You type in Arm Joe and go to the Ricky or look up a. No, I don't. I couldn't YouTube hear what. Like, I, I don't hear what. I, can, I couldn't tell what you said. Sorry. I, I legit don't know. Okay. Look up the Les Miserables fighting game, Arm Joe, real quick. Arm Joe, also known as Arm Joe, is a free 2D one-on-one fighting dojin game based on the Les Miserables musical. I'm going to dox myself real quick. Uh, I was in a production of Les Miserables, and I think like elementary school, maybe middle school, and I was way too into it. That's that's part of why I got into podcasting, by the way, because I really liked like being on the stage in like middle and high school in like middle and elementary school. And I got too nervous and too gender dysphoric and too busy to do it in like high school. Mm-hmm. But I, I could have been, I could have been a theater kid, but now I just have to be a podcaster who with a fucking associates in information science. Yeah, that's fair. Also, I'm going to post a video and chat. You don't need to rush the whole thing, just the part where they show all the characters at the very beginning. And once you're done, I'm going to read off the trivia on the Ricky page. Robojan? <laughs> okay, I've, I've gotten through the characters. Okay, the trivia is, it's named Anjou because it sounds like the Japanese Yeah, I've title read that on the Ricky page already. Okay. Like, uh, it's okay if you want to read it off for the audience. It's because it sounds like the Japanese title t- translation of Les Miserables. Mm-hmm. It's French. Um, yeah. That's why it's called that, because it's French. Uh, um, Anpon Judgment uh, did not appear in the source material. No shit. Judgment assesses the character's souls. When Takase was asked uh, why he spent five years working on this game, he jokingly answered, because I have no friends. Um, Pompon is a tea-loving cheeky female bunny from an alternate universe. Not a toy. Her support baby character is named Mako Aniki and it's based off of Tatsuhi's son Makade. Yeah. Um, the policeman works under Javet has the movesets of, of Akuma from Street from the Street Fighter series. Yep. Alright. <laughs> sure. Why not? Unclear whether this game is good or not, according to the wiki. Mm-hmm. Um, in the reception, according to a something awful review, Judgment, the final boss and most powerful character, is as imbalanced as being thrown in jail for stealing a loaf of bread. However, the author admits to not being a fan of fighting games except for Super Smash Brothers is and not knowing how to do a Dukin in Street Fighter 2. Why is there a porn mod for Stardew Valley? I'm I'm disappointed but not surprised. I gotta admit I only said that because I wanted to derail us onto a different track. And also because I really am curious like do these people not know about porn games? Genuinely curious. Like, what could drive a person to... Like, a whole bunch of the porn games that are out there are really quite incredibly bad. But also, like, do these people not know? Oh, God fucking damn it. In the, in the original version of 
the most popular like porno mod. None of the events work with a with a female farmer, which fucking of course, mm-hmm. of course. I feel like if you're able to mod a game to become a hentai game, you could probably just make a hentai game with the exact same mechanics. I mean, the problem is that making making things is hard. True, true, true. Like, the the, the hard part is the framework, actually. That's fair. Uh, Which is why all of the the good ones are just like... There are so many porn, porn games in Twine, and some of them are even good, is the thing. Like with with a explicit with explicitly a text adventure engine, so you basically don't have to do anything other than write and link some sto- and link some storylets together. Mm-hmm. You can basically just do whatever you want and it'll work. Why did someone make a mod that removes the thigh gap that the whip that most of the, on the women? That's so weird. Why would you do that? Five gaps in my Christian Minecraft server. Fucking. Uh, I'm I'm looking through the mod list. Some of these are quite bad. Uh, honestly, completely unsurprised to find most of the things that I found. Like some of these are even maybe good. A lot of these are quite bad. Mods requiring this. Oh, okay. Uh, let's look through. Hold on. Has someone actually made this mod patches X Stardew Valley to support both female and male farmers? Hooray! Yay. Someone's fucking fixed the the porn mod to be good, <laughs> and apparently also like be compatible with a patch dialogue for suck you queen mod. I am intrigued, but I don't care enough to check. Oh, there is there there is a compatibility. There is a patch. There is a compatibility patch with the furry mod. Interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. I I am honestly not sure considering that like this is purely a sprite change mod and the other one and like the the women the women fix is purely a uh text change theoretically they should work together without any further compatibility yeah okay but like I I have, I have had this train of thought stuck in my head since we talked about Senran Kagura, but I do not know how R-rated I am allowed to go with the on-air. Um, if you're under 18, stop listening now. I also don't want to, I also don't know like what I'm allowed to say about myself because I'm worried you'll judge me and that the listeners will judge me and that I will fucking lose, lose subscriber. Actually, can we, can we just like, Hey, uh, Steven, that's the editor's name. That's who, who we're getting to edit this, right? Who, who are we getting yeah. to edit this? Uh, Steven edits for Disney Minus. So okay. they'll take care of it. Steven, or, or, not. On, or on the off chance that we get Kingdom to edit this instead. Kingdom, hey, can you just like put a little... Can you like bookmark this point in the recording so that we can just cut out everything after it if I say something that needs to not be aired? Cool, thanks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, like, I, I'm, I mean, like any normal person, uh, I do have the pornography folder on my, in, in the computer hidden away. It's, 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 it's one layer down from documents. It's just named folder. The one on my old computer was don't go in here because I don't believe in trying to like disguise the name particularly. 
Actually, I'm going to rename this. I, I just think, hey, like, you know what you're getting up to if you're snooping around in my computer. I have nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, but like, th- there are so many games that you could play. Some of which are even good. Like, I, I, I will readily admit that actually getting a game that is both fully functional and like has a wide array of sprites that isn't a text adventure game in any way is difficult. But like, people have spent actual years making porn games that don't suck. Like some like uh, you have Steam, right, Veer? I do. Uh, go to the Steam store and look at the page for corruption of for corruption of champions too. Um, just give me a moment to open up Steam and get you to search for corruption of champions too. I am on the yep. page for. Cor- Corruptions of Champions Two. This is just a whole. Ass, this is just a whole ass like a porn game for normal people, and by normal people, I mean actually probably furries, because like all of the good shit is made by subcultures. No, no one who is completely normal and not at all kinky has ever made anything good that had to be the slightest bit horny in order to work. Okay, you say furry, but I've seen, like, mostly cat girls and one mentor man. And I feel like that's, like, on like the page, normal stuff. On the page for the game? On the trailer. That's playing okay, like, all plays. Okay, but, like, there is actual there is actual furry shit in here. I swear. I'm sure. It, it's, it's not as furry as some things, but I feel like it. Like, the previous couple of games were definitely more furry. Um, I've I've I have played a little bit of this game. I have played, frankly, unreasonable amounts of the two prequel of the two previous games by the same developer. Like mm-hmm. more than some actual games that I've paid good money for and then let sit in my Steam library forever. And like, uh, I they, they don't want me to tell you this, but like you can just download Corruption of Champions two from Phenoxo's website. It's a free game. Like I don't even think you get anything. Other than like a little bit of early access for paying for it, mm-hmm. and like the point I'm trying to make with this, you don't, you don't have to go play, and like there's there's a whole bunch of fucking you 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 Google okay just like you can just take the name of whatever you're into and then put like games after it, and there's probably a website for that. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking, there's there's good, like, if you can tolerate a text adventure with some sprites some of the time, these games are good. Like, they're well made. There's a lot of game there. People, th- sometimes they're even good. Like, the the there is actually art in this one, and it is, mm-hmm. like, I had art from this as a profile picture. For quite a while, it was before I ever met Veer or anyone here, so no one here is going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, like, mm. why Sunron Kagura? Why do you need... Why, why, do you, why, why are you choosing to get your fix from a mediocre character action game that is just barely softcore enough that they can put a game in that series on the Switch? Why? Why? Um, I don't have an answer for you. Um, I will say, 
if you're someone who does not want people to know you buy hentai games, so you don't buy, so you choose to not buy them on Steam, itch uh, who is probably like you could probably just get it as basically all the stuff that's on Steam. Yeah, you can without having games it like pop up. Yeah, you can get games on itch. You can just download games directly from yeah. like other websites, like a fucking. Corruption of, Campion, Corruption of Champions 2, you can get it off the devs' website directly for free without having to pay $10 for the, like, slightly earlier access version. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you can't play Corruption of Champions 1. No one can play Corruption of Champions 1 unless you have a computer that's at least, like, five years old. Because it's a Flash game. It is a Shockwave Flash game. You need some program that is capable of playing a Shockwave Flash file correctly and I don't think Adobe will let you download Flash anymore be- for security reasons. So, hmm. like, legit, if you find, like, a website where you can download Flash in the year of our Lord 2023, let me know, because I do kind of want it. But, like, otherwise, without Fl- even with standalone Flash players, I don't think you can get Shockwave Flash games to work. Like, if you manage to get a Shockwave, ga- a Shockwave Flash game to work at me, because there's a whole... Like, even outside of the porn- pornography, uh, there, there's a wide world of Shockwa- of Flash and Shockwave Flash content out there that is completely broken, because Adobe has made their choice, and they care more about security, and, and, and they... they they gave up on Flash because they couldn't patch it enough to make it safe and still functional. And they cared more about not getting sued than uh, letting all of these Flash pro- projects still work. And like fucking, that's how Abandonware happens. There are some great Let's Plays that be- effectively don't exist anymore because the screenshots that are absolutely necessary to understand what the fuck is going on uh, the the host doesn't exist anymore. Remember Photo Bucket? Pretty sure Photo Bucket's dead now. No Photo Bucket's still around. I don't know. Maybe maybe the fucking I know for I know for a fact that um there's a bunch of stuff on uh, forums that I like that just no longer works. Yeah. And you say it's Adobe Shock. Shockwave player? Yeah, Adobe Shockwave player. I don't think it works without Flash. At least I don't think the version that you can easily get off of Adobe's website works without Flash. Will a Flash player emulator work? I mean, maybe? Unclear. Oh, god fucking damn it. The Nuzlocke... For- okay. Uh, I was I was I was looking some up some stuff up like you do. Nuzlocke forums is still going. I I don't know if any of the old people I used to know from there are still there. But Nuzlocke forums is still going. Hell, my account might still be active. I told them to delete it, but they might have just not. Mm-hmm. They didn't. It's still there. They they just didn't. Also, I told them to delete it, and they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Also, don't know if the emulator alert. Works. I just Google searched it. Mefa. Eh. For all I know, it doesn't. Oh, hey, it's a Medium article. Anyone can write anything on Medium, but like, it shows a minimal amount of effort. Uh, 
been enough. And Andrew checked to see if this was I'm, actual I'm actually, penalty. I'm actually, going to, I'm actually going to check this on air. Apparently Ruffle can uh, apparently Ruffle works on like through the web. I'm gonna check this on air. I don't think I still have the the shockwave the the shockwave flash file I need, but it is trivial for me to go find it. Mm-hmm. The Ruffle emulator may not fully support all of Action Script three used by this content. Some parts of the content may not work as expected. Holy holy shit! It actually loads. Like the fact that it works at all is kind of a miracle, considering how old this shit is. Huh? Uh, I just remembered another example of a hentai game that's probably better than certain Kurt. Kagura, because I, because apparently this was in one of my friends' like wishlets that I got her for Christmas. It's um, Subspace, the sci-fi one that's like a bullet hell and a like turn-based strategy. The, okay, the word subspace means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Uh, a video all- game, a hentai game. Okay. What was it called? Can you be? Can you be? Can you spell? Can you specifically say again the name exactly, precisely? I believe it's spelled subspace. Okay, it's... but because the game that I am that is being dire- shown directly to my face okay. is subverse. Subverse, which is yes. a, which is a lot less common of a word. Yes, that's me being dumb. Yeah, fair enough. It has a Wikipedia page, and is I mean, it has a Wikipedia page. I mean, yeah, this is probably good. It it, it was kickstarted. Mm-hmm. It's like neat, cool. A friend that I bought this as a Christmas gift said that it was good. She enjoys it a lot, a lot. Um. Well, I definitely wouldn't have figured out that this exists without it being mentioned to me, and like. I really hope this is gay. I think your default, like you technically have to play as, like your character is sub in, of a player character is always male, but I think there is like. Okay, on principle, I do not play H games where the player is always male and has to remain male for the entirety of the game. I don't know that. I'm going from the trailers from when I. Bought the game for my friend, like, and I'm not going I mean, like, you can just oh, I bought it for my friend. I, but in truth, I played it for myself. No, I've actually bought it for a friend because she had no, it. In- I, I mean, I believe you, but like, I I, I was so hopeful because it looked like the kind of thing I would like, and then fucking. But like, I think like you could just play it right. Your character doesn't actually exist, and just go with the female okay, characters. But like, if if. If there is a player character at all in any way, mm-hmm. I, I on principle will not play an H game where the where the player character is male and you can't change this. That's fair. Honestly, I think it was very bold of Slime Rancher to make the player character canonically a woman. I think it's mm-hmm. the only game I've ever played where the player character is canonically a specific gender and it's not a dude. Mm-hmm. I mean that is the that's also the case in Subnautica two, but I haven't played Subnautica two. Oh, uh, Return of the Oberdin. Um, uh, you never see any part of your character other than their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Metroid. Which is... uh, I've never played any of the Metroid games, actually. But yeah, you never see, in Return of the Overdone, you never see any part of the player character other than their hands. But you mm. do hear their voice, I think, once or twice, and they are a woman. So I I guess that's neat. Mm. Uh, um, the this... third Amnesia game. I, I mean, I guess. I'm not really counting games in a series where the previous games had you play as a man because that kind of defeats that kind of defeats the point and also the handling lets me cross subnautica uh subnautica below zero off the list mm-hmm. um hollow knight silk song which i will play when it comes out does fit the bill because the previous character was non-binary mm-hmm. uh dishonored also doesn't pe- uh, work because actually no in dishonored too you get to choose between a man and a woman yeah uh, fucking... I'm running out of things on this list. Yeah, I think there's only a tiny number of games where the where the where the player character is a specific gender and they're not a man. Mm-hmm. I would ask my friends if you could have the option to be a girl in. Oh, and, and this, but yeah, and she's of course, uh, super lesbian animal RPG, one of the best. Uh, uh, the best RPG I've ever played, probably the best RPG I ever will play. One of the best games I've ever played, no joke. Like, it's not perfect, but it is so damn close. Mm. Like, the story is perfect. There are no... Pro- the, the, and the story is, like, beat for beat perfect. The gameplay is very, very good and fun. Like, there there are some minor issues with some systems not really reaching their full potential. But it's a really good game, and the story is unbeatable. It is the only game with a perfect story that I have ever played. Yeah. I need to get around to getting it and playing it myself. The fucking... The super lesbians. Yeah. Because it does look very fun. Is good. Uh, Fucking... I'm looking at the list of games that I haven't played... that That I own that I haven't played in actual years. Or in two cases, literally ever. Uh, let's see. Monaco with yours is mine. I played a little bit of that. I don't really care to play much more of it. XCOM um, Enemy Unknown. Uh, good, but not as good as uh, Enemy Within or XCOM 2. Uplink. Uplink, uh, Hacker Elite. Such, like, ahead of its time. So ahead of its time. I've only played it for five hours in 2017, but someday I will reinstall Uplink Hacker Elite and I will play this video game some more because it is, it really is. That That's all I can really say about it. Uh, PUBG, I never actually played that. I just installed it. A couple other games I never actually played. I just installed. Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion, I never played. I just installed. Skitty City Skylines does not run good on any of the computers I've ever had because I can't, I can't remember exactly the last time I, I didn't just have a laptop. Shadowrun Returns, I don't know why I have it. Convoy, surprisingly good for a small little free-to-play. Uh, Convoy, like, Convoy made it to the PS4, Xbox One, and I'm so proud of it. Convoy dessert, like, it's, it, it, the closest thing I can describe it as is FTL, but with trucks in the post-apocalypse. And, like, it deserved better than Languishing is a free game on Steam that no one played. I haven't played it since 2018. There were apparently a bunch of major updates in 2020. I should come back and uh, play more Convoy. Convoy good. Uh, 20, games I haven't played since 2019. Factorio. 
apparently the dev like sucks or something. I don't know. Factorio always been a little too complicated for me. I was never really good enough at automating to really get the most out of Factorio. Mm-hmm. But if you are good good enough at automating, uh, Factorio is great. Uh, Civ Five. I stopped playing it when no one played the multiplayer anymore because everyone was too busy with Civ Six. Hacknet. Uh, like uh, Uplink, but not as good. Still pretty solid. Streets of Rogue. I don't know why I own this. It's not really my thing. Uh, Lego the Hobbit. Lego the Hobbit. Sunless Skies. Um, I got it along with Sun with C because it's apparently less punishing. I never even tried it. I keep telling myself that I'm going to play Sunless Skies. I played a little bit of Sunless C not, C not that long ago. I played through until I died, and then I started again, and then I gave and then I left not long after starting again. Uh, but C's is good. C is good. Skies is probably also good. Orwell keeping an eye on you. Orwell keeping an eye on you is just a very short game that I've beaten all of before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty solid. Like as a bit, as a little bit of story. Reyes. Out of all of the games that I have not played since at least 2019, Reyes I have the second most hours in after Factorio. I pro- I think I like it more than Factorio. Reyes Two is coming out like in the near future. It has a store page and everything. Mm-hmm. Reyes is a good game, very cute little puzzle game. I it, it really good actually. I like it. Big fun. Yeah. Oh, um, speaking of well, to mention games that have a female lead and. I'm saying female lead because I guess you can don't really have a actual player character in, in real time strategy games, but the homeworld games besides um Cataclysm, I believe have all the main like main character be to be a woman. Neat. Uh, homeworld still, one and two is the same woman. I'm still better. looking. I'm still looking through the games I haven't played in forever. I haven't played Hotline Miami or Besiege in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking 2020. Getting into games I actually like. Uh, Plants for Zombie. Plants for Zombies. I've played through. I played through the whole thing with my dad when I was when I was we. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's genuinely really good. Harkens back to the good old days of PopCap games before they got bought out bought out by EA and started making bullshit that sucks. I should go back and play. I'm going to install it right now. Not, I'm not going to play it right now. I'm just installing it to remind me that it's good and that I should play it. Uh, keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Multiplayer only. I, need, I would need someone else to play Keep Talking with. Uh, Forager. It's okay, I guess. Sure. I had no idea how I have 18 hours. Big Pharma. A, little, a cute little puzzle game. That's pretty solid. Uh, it's, it's okay. I could I could do with a bit more of it sometime. Not right now. Uh, Prison Architects. Uh, the game I haven't played in the longest that I have at least 100 hours in. Um, I just don't think I'm really into that sort of heavy management game right now. I might come back to it someday. Uh, today is not going to be that day. Probably not going to be that day for a while now. Uh, while True Learn, uh, this was cheap. This was... Possibly free, or maybe even cheap. Possibly cheap, or possibly uh, cheap, or maybe even free. Uh, very interesting puzzle game. Very quickly got too difficult for me to really work through it all properly. I have very 
various electronics in that sort of way. I should come back to it someday. Octageddon, cute little arcade game that I never got super duper far in. I guess it it does it reminds me of old PopCap stuff. It it deserves another shot. Feeding Frenzy Two Shipwreck Showdown Deluxe, another game from the glory days of PopCap. It's not like nearly as strategy as stuff like uh, Plants vs Zombies. This is just a frenetic action, be a little fish em up game. I should play this again sometimes. Uh, sometime I'm not really in the mood for big action right now, but. I should play it again sometime. Eco! Eco's really only good in multiplayer. Uh, it's a very interesting little... One of those open-world-y... It's it, like Minecraft, and it's an open-world modify-your-environment-get-up-to-shenanigans game. Eco's gimmick, which all of these have to have to work, is that, it's inc- is that n- the environment around you, all the animals and the plants and the stuff, are... Live, are alive and respond to their environment and if you're not careful they'll all die and then you'll be fucked also uh this is a game with a time limit that you can win how do you win there's a fucking meteor coming for coming for you you gotta you gotta industrialize and build up so that you can kill it with a big laser Uh, but watch out or if you don't do things like conscientiously uh, the world's gonna suck because you built up too fast and you industrialized without regard for the consequences. Uh, Fall Guys, remember when Fall Guys was popular? Yeah. Sonic Generations. I don't. I haven't been able to get the PS3 controller I have to work, and I don't have an Xbox controller. Uh, Noida. I don't remember why I own Noida. I don't remember why I haven't played Noida. Probably because re- probably because it's like a roguelike that's kind of difficult. Eh, maybe I'll get back. Rivals of Ether. Again, don't have a controller. Not going to play fighting games on a keypad, on a laptop keyboard. Sonic Adventure 2. Don't have a good controller. Rust. I played a decent amount of Rust. I don't really have any friends who play Rust, or else I might play Rust more. Rust's okay. It's fine. Celeste. I could not wrap my hands around, I could not wrap my mind around the controls for Celeste without a, without a controller. Like, if I get a controller, I will one hundred, I will two hundred percent come back to Celeste. Because as a transgender woman, it is honestly a tragedy that I haven't played Celeste or Fallout New Vegas like at all. I might come back to Celeste on keyboard if I can figure out a control scheme that works for me with all the various controls that need to be managed. If I don't, probably gonna be a while. Uh, Crusader Kings two. I played these on my CK two. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, A couple free games that I don't care for. Warframe! I played over 100 hours of Warframe. Then I realized the grind was was really getting to me. And also, it took forever and a a day to install on new computers. And also, it's really intense for, like, slightly less good computers. So I couldn't really play it anymore. Oops! Um, That's all the games I haven't played since 2020. Games I haven't played since 2021. Uh, Foxhole. I don't know why. I've just been up to other things. Foxhole's a perfectly good game. I only played a little bit of it, but it seems like the thing I could definitely get into if I knew more about it, and I just had some time to practice. Like, I, it's recommendable. It is fully recommendable. It, it is not bad. Foxhole's pretty solid. Uh, Viridi, it's a cute little free game with little plants you can grow, little succulents in a little bowl. Some of the monetization stuff is kind of annoying. 
I just kind of forgot about it. And like, it, it's uh, it's such a tiny little game that I haven't really felt the need to interact with it anymore. Crush, crush. It's an idle game. I've, I've tried my best. It's like a, it's one of those idle games. I've, I've tried to stop. I put 167 hours into it until I realized that I didn't even like it as much as I'd hoped. And I, and I gave up. Borderlands 2. I tried to get into it. I really couldn't. I, I'm not, I'm just not that big a fan of like looter shooters in this style. I'm sorry. Uh, Dicey Dungeons. Again, like, it's a perfectly good, somewhere between Foxhole and Borderlands 2. It's a perfectly good game, and I could see myself playing more of this. It's just, like, there are other games I click with more that I've been playing more more recently. I started, I picked up Stardew Valley again, and I'm most of the way through, through year one of a save, and I'm looking into mods for the first time. I think that bodes well for other games that I haven't played in forever, like Foxhole or Dicey Dungeons. Or, like, I don't know, maybe even Celeste of Sun the Skies or Dishonored 2. Uh, Cook Serve Delicious. I haven't been playing Cook Serve Delicious because I've been playing the sequels instead, baby. Someday I might, maybe, come back and platinum this game. I've gotten the majority of the achievements. There's still some that I've yet to get. Someday, maybe, I'll come back and get the rest of them. Uh, Elite Dangerous. It's part that it's really like processor intensive. It's part that I've been playing No Man's Sky and Endless Sky instead. It's part that like I just I've been playing other games that are like more same thing. Uh, Stellaris. Stellaris only really shines a when you're caught up on the DLC, which I am absolutely not, and b when you're like when you're playing it in multiplayer, which I'm not. Also, I've never been able to finish a game, and maybe I should reinstall Stellaris. I might have some fun. Mm, eh. Should I just keep listing, or are you bored with this now? Um, you can keep listing. All right, unless you want me to tag in. I, I, I I'm actually almost done. I, I finished 2021. Uh, I'm down to uh, February 2022. Uh, the last time that I being the last time that I've played one of these games, Among Us. I just haven't played that much Among Us. Uh, May 2022, Soda Dungeon Two. The sequel to an idle game I used to play. This one is even more idle. Uh, yeah, I installed it. Rel- I reinstalled it relatively recently, even, and then I realized that I, this game is only okay, not great. Uh, Ninja Kiwi Archive. It's a bunch of old like HTML or Flash games that you can play on your computer now. I only I've only played a couple of them, but they're they're good. They're fine. They're good. Thing. Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries. I don't remember getting this game. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why I have this game. It might have been a gift from a from like a friend who who, who like I don't even who how do I why do I have this game? I'm assuming it showed that it showed the date where I got it, not the date I actually last played it. Uh papers uh, July 2022 papers please. Papers please is fine. I'm, I've, I haven't finished it. I might never finish it. It's it's fine. It's pretty good. Uh, September 2022. Uh, Cook Serve Delicious 2. Been too busy playing Been playing the sequel instead. Hell yeah. Cook Serve Delicious 3 is a great game. Love it. Uh, Super Crate Box. Tiny little free game. I tried it again recently. 
I'm not any good at it. It's actually quite difficult. It's still pretty good. It's fine. It's okay. Um, uh, Dishonored. Uh, I went through, uh, relatively recently, I went through and uh, got some, and beat the main game clean hands, uh, beat the DLC cleaner hands. Fucking kill this, baby. How do you like that? I'm never going to get Ghost, because a lot of those I just ran past people, or like got seen and then combat track darted them. Uh, fun Dishonored fact that in the late game is incredibly helpful. If someone has seen you, it is usually impossible to get rid of them non-lethally if you're out of if you're out of sleep darts. However, if you have the upgraded version of bend time so that it completely stops time, you can stop time, run behind someone even if they've seen you and choke them out in stopped time. It does work. It does actually render them unconscious. It's one of the few ways to take someone out, even if they've... It's one of the few ways to take someone out non-lethally, even if they've seen you already. It saved my ass in the late levels more than once. Uh, NGU Idol. Uh, not the Idol game on this list that I would recommend the most, but pretty far up there. Honestly, not that bad. Like, I'm getting to the point of idle games that are actually kind of okay. Uh, Hearts of Iron 4. I've never played the base game Hearts of Iron 4. I've only played the Pony mod. I want to play more of the Pony mod because I find it very interesting, but I'm not very good at Hearts of Iron, which is why I haven't played it since September 2022. Uh, October 2022, XCOM 2. I watched an XCOM 2 Let's Play uh, where they were very good at the game, and I decided to play some XCOM 2 myself. Uh, I was swiftly reminded that I'm actually not very good at XCOM 2. Fucking oops. Might play this again again sometime. I might not. Genuinely unsure. Enter the Gungeon. Like, I should like this game. But it's just kind of meh to me. Like, other people absolutely fucking love this game, and I can see why it's clearly very well made. I think between the bullet hell... Like, I'm not actually that good or that interested in bullet hells. I'm sorry. And Enter the Gungeon is absolutely one of those. Like, I don't know, maybe I could get into it and like it, but, like, right now, Gungeon is too much for me. I, I will not go... Endless Sky. Very cool little free-to-play game. Uh, it's actually up. To, it's actually put out a major update since I last played. I might come back and... I, I think I re-downloaded it specifically to go play that. Um... But yeah, and this guy's good. I just haven't. I've just been playing other things that I like more. Uh, November twenty twenty two, Space Station fourteen. God, fucking god, Space Station. Goddamn fucking fourteen. It has to be. It has to be experienced to be believed. It's still very much in beta. It's updated a little bit since I last played it. But, like, it's got to be seen to be believed. I cannot explain this game. Uh, Dwarf Fortress, December 2022. I got this for Christmas. I haven't played it since the 29th. I, I, I love reading about Dwarf Fort so much. Someday I will get back into Dwarf Fort. I had made some real progress on understanding the game and making things happen and making things work. And then I got very distracted by Super Lesbian Animal RPG, which is fucking awesome. Someday I will go back to Dwarf Fort. 
but today will not be this day. Hollow Knight. Uh, Vanilla Hollow Knight, Modded Hollow Knight, both of these things are very good. It's a very good game. I've played it for more than 100 hours. I just, I've been playing other games recently. Like, it's better than some other games I've sunk more time into. Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight, good. Starbound, uh, the dev of Fracken Universe sucks, and fucking, I think most of the Fracken features are stolen from other mods, but I still play Fracken because it's all of the features conveniently in one place. And, like, you can get, like, fracking side mods to make the self-insert stuff not completely insufferable. Starbound, good. It's kind of like Terraria, but there's space going on. Starbound, good. Uh, Learn to Fly 3. God, the fucking, the fucking inheritor of the line. The first two Learn to Fly games were absolutely legendary. Nothing before or since has ever been quite like them. Learn to Fly 3 is not like either of those, but it is it is a perfectly serviceable little launch launcher game where you go up and then you go back down and you upgrade and you go back up and then you go back down. It's fine. Microtransactions get a little annoying, but you can play it without any of them. It's fine. It's pretty all right. Uh, tabletop Simulator. I played Magic the Gathering in it. Uh, the, the, the group that I played Magic with has mostly been doing draft recently. Uh, I prefer Jumpstart over Drafts, so yeah, that's why I haven't played it since. Because I don't think because I next time they have a Jumpstart event that I am available for, I will do that event. But until then, it can languish. Oh, we've gotten to January by now. By the way, Tabletop Sim is January 2023. Uh, Slime Rancher, good game. I have almost 100 hours in it. I've just been playing. Like, as we get closer to the top, more of these are just good games that I've been playing. That I've been playing other things instead of recently. Hitman Two. I don't actually own the full game. This is the demo, which is kind of disappointing to me. Uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. I have 173 hours in it. I've just been playing other games. Visceral Cleanup Detail. It's all right. I played. I vividly remember playing Visceral Cleanup Detail while watching while uh, listening to a German man. Uh, a British woman and two guys from Philly uh, explain Rhodesia to me. That was pretty good, actually. I can recommend that particular experience. Uh, if you want to play Visceral Cleanup Detail and experience it exactly the way I've experienced it, uh, fucking uh, play Visceral Cleanup Detail, go to the Medu- the first level, Medusa's Wrath, and just kind of fuck around for like an hour and a half. Uh, while listening to, well, there's a problem, 109 Rhodesia. Uh, Transformation Tycoon. Uh, this is a porn game. It's actually really good. Can recommend. Haven't played it in a bit for no particular reason. Insane Aquarium Blocks. God fucking Insane Aquarium was my childhood. Insane Aquarium is one of, again, one of the games of all time. Like, fucking Insane Aquarium, man. We have never seen its like since, and we may never see its like again. If you can point me towards a game that is quite like Insane Aquarium, I will love you forever, even if I don't play it. Insane fucking Aquarium, man. What else is there to say? February. Super Lesbian Animal RPG. The problem with this game is that you can beat it, and then you've beat it. And and I'm going to have to wait a while to emotionally recover from this game and kind of forget exactly what happened to it a little so that I can play it again. Because I played it for 20 hours. It's a bit of a short game. It made me cry more than once. It made me feel things about myself that nothing else could ever make me feel. And then it was over. 
and there was no more left of it that I hadn't already played. And I'm going to have to wait a while before I play it again, because that's just the kind of game it is. Uh, March, Return of the Oberdin. The first time I played it, I sucked dog shit and gave up after solving like 15 fates and getting hopelessly tangled. Uh, last time I solved like 36 or so fates, 30 something. Anyway, uh, I was very confused about how you were actually supposed to figure out the rest of the information about all these people. And fucking oops, oops, oops. Uh, maybe I'll play it again sometime. Try and figure out more of the fates. Maybe not. Deep Rock Galactic. Again, very nice, very tight, very well put together co-op shooter game. Uh, I haven't played it in a bit because I've been busy playing other things. Crypt of the Necrodancer. First time I played this, I bounced right off of it. I couldn't get into it. Um, uh, with Amplified, I've been playing a decent amount of it uh, recently. And it's actually quite good. I haven't played it since March, but like it's good. I will come back to it again sometime. Opus Magnum. It's a Zactronics game that I'm not very good at. That's really all there is to it. Sometimes I occasionally try to play it again, don't get very far, bounce off of it because I'm just not in the right mindset at the time for more Zactronics shenanigans. Uh, some of the ski, see, I mentioned earlier in in Skies uh, what I got up to with Sun the Sea. Uh, Subnautica. It's good. Fuck around in the ocean. I haven't played it for a while because I'm busy with other things. It's it's fine. Uh, heat sig heat signature. Uh, fuck around on a spaceship. It's fine. It's good. I've only played it for six for six and a half hours. I could easily play it for more, but in little bits. Heat sig is good. It's fun. It's a fun time, even though I'm not actually all that really all that good at it. Into the breach, the sequel to FTL. I am not good at Into the Breach. I'm, I may try play more into the breach. I have nope, 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 nope. I am not good enough at into the breach at the moment. I will have to play more of it if I want to practice, but I, I'm I'm not really in the mood to practice something that I'm not very good at. Uh, Realm Grinder, uh, the best of the idle games that I've had on this list. I've got all the achievements in it. I don't consider it as one of the games that I have platinumed because it's just an idle game. There really is all there is to it. It's, as idle games go, it's fun. It's up there with, like, Cookie Clicker as long-form idle games that I've played that are fun. They still don't stand up to a Candy Box Tour or, or a Dark Room for idle games that are actually good, but it's fun. FTL Fast and Light, I have two, 200 hours in this, and I still don't feel like I'm all that good at it. That's just how you roll with FTL. Fucking... I've been playing other games, but, like... FTL good, baby. FTL good. It's a fun time. Uh, recent recent games. Uh, no Man's Sky. Last played on the 10th. No Man's Sky is good. I've taken a week and a half off. That's really all there is to it. Leave me alone. Uh, Terraria. I have over 1250 hours in this game. It is the only game I've ever played for more than uh, 2,000 hours. And not 2,000. It's the only game I've ever played for 1,000 hours other than the idle game that doesn't count. Uh, genuinely really good. Would recommend Terraria. And, of course, T-Mod Loader. I have 456 hours just in T-Mod Loader. Uh, Vanilla Terraria also counts some modded hours from before T-Mod Loader became a game that you could play on Steam. 
as a DLC for Terraria and not just like a thing that you had to download from the internet. It's good. Uh, Cook Serve Delicious 3. I have 177 hours in it. I come back to it occasionally. It is the first game I really ever platinumed. I have all 57 achievements. It's it's not a perfect game in the same way that Super Lesbian Animal RPG is a perfect game. But it's really fucking goddamn holy shit, this is good. Like, I said a lot about Insane Aquarium. Insane Aquarium has... Insane Aquarium is showing its age. It really is. Cook Serve Delicious is on it is in its prime. It is on top of the ball. Cook Serve Delicious Three is a good game that you should play. Cook Serve Deli- the Cook Serve Delicious series taught me how to type. Uh, last played it on the seventeenth. Uh, Stardew Valley. I was playing this earlier today. It's it's tomorrow now. I was playing it yesterday. It's good. I like Stardew Valley. I I got the mod that makes everyone an animal. Cause why not? Would recommend. I like Dragon Abigail. It's very appropriate for the girl who eats rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all of the Steam games that I have. All of them. Except for the I, one that I purged. I will not talk about it. All I will say is that it was a free-to-play uh, like porno game. It sucked. It was not worth keeping on the list indefinitely. Well, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> Which, some of these, I don't think I actually have playtime on them, but I play on Steam, but I've had them before Steam, or getting them on Steam. So I'll probably just talk a little bit of that. Um, I'm going in alphabetical order. So, Age of Empires 2 and Age of Empires 3. I played these when I was younger. They're fun. And um, I would say Age of Empires 2 since for maps can be random has more like it has more reason for you to be able to play you'll be able to play more of it I guess because again when you boot up a map you can choose a type of map where it's like you want a, a map with a whole bunch of islands or if you want it to be cold or just whatever it's basically just it's, it'll make a random map and you can play it Neat. But you can play preset maps that's based off of, like, like you can play on the entire map of England and, and rest in, in Europe. But Neat. while with Age of Empires 3, while still fun, basically when you choose a map, unless you're choosing random, but you cannot choose anything other than random for it to randomize, you're going to get the same map Resources might be in different spots, but it's going to be the exact same map. And if you pick random, it's just random. You do not get to choose, like, like if you wanted a random map with more islands than instant land, like, just basically a rotted map, then tough luck, you're going to get what random gives you. But overall, still fun. I do have the definitive edition, which has new stuff. So they might have fixed the whole map or major where you can have more map options for random. So but I'm not hundred percent sure. Moving on. Among Us. Dun 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 Because it was five dollars. Yeah, um, Among Us pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um 
Ark Survival Evolve. I bought oh. this like I think earlier this year because it was on sale, and I wanted to have the, play the game with the dinosaurs. I did one session of it, realized that it was bad, and just stopped. Um, I have Ark Survival of the Fittest for some reason. Don't know if that I got that with Survival Evolve or if it was just free and I just added it to my library. Um, Armor Free. I bought it because a friend has it, and I tried yep. to play the tutorial, but the tutorial was passive-aggressive, and I got anxiety and stopped. Ouch. Blender. Ouch. Uh, I keep telling myself I'm going to learn how to draw and do animation stuff, and then never do it. Moving on. Borderlands 2 and Borderlands for pre-sequel. I played these with my cousin on the 360, well, Xbox 360, and there's on sale, and a friend was saying that they wanted to play them, so I went ahead and got the bundle that had the Borderlands 2 and Borderlands pre-sequel. Have not touched them. Dwarf Fortress. Dwarf Fort, woo. I've actually played this before the Steam version came out. But oh, I downloaded a mod. Like, the first time I've learned how to mod something was... I mean, mod something as in download a mod was Dwarf Fortress. And that's to add graphics to it. Um, my fortress was killed off by a rare ass. Huh. The only survivor was a baby who was turned. Huh. And then with the Steam version... My first fortress was killed off by a lich. Fancy. Um, Elite Dangerous. Bothered because a friend has it. Never played it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, New Vegas. I played it on the P- PS3. Just the base game. Beat it. Very fun. A friend got me the Steam version for either my birthday or Christmas. I can't remember but I haven't touched the Steam version hmm. yet. Hmm. Probably will eventually, but not yet. Um, Thief them. Um, this was like a $2 the game. I don't recommend it because it's not even a game. You just set a castle down and a quote-unquote city forms around it. You're supposed to be able to balance like the nobility and the church's influence of your city, but I do not know how, and I got a game over because huh. of it. Huh. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine. I played a little bit on the Switch. I meant to play more of it, I just haven't got around to it. Uh, Final Fantasy Trail, the Zodiac Age, probably my favorite Final Fantasy. I also have it on the Switch. I bought the Steam version before I bought the Switch version, but a little bit after I bought the Steam version, the computer that I had at the time just died, so I bought the Switch version and played that instead. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Fuse. Basically something I downloaded with Blender, because you're supposed to be able to make, like, model, character models to infuse. 
could never figure out how to import it into Blender. I see. Very smart. I mean, it's. I think it's also five dollars. Oh shit! It's Jerry and his mod. I I I don't remember if I remember to list it, but I do have Gary's mod. I've just I, I don't play Gary's mod. Um, I played prop prop out with some friends once, and we just never played it again. Guns of Acres Online. I did the tutorial start for him. Excuse me. Start for what I meant to be just a short while. Never played it, and I think the servers are down. Oof. Big oof. Um, home, home real. This is a uh, crack. Uh, I have it installed on my computer, and I've been meaning to play it. I just haven't got around to it. Homeworld Remastered Correction. I started the first game, got a couple of levels in, and then got on a Storalis kick before my computer at the time died. Oof. Storalis killed it. Funny enough, I was praying Storalis when it died. Storalis killed it. <laughs> um, Kinchi. I enjoy it. It's one of those games like um, Bannerlord. Well, I mean, Mountain Blade, you're kind of just playing it as a random person. Um, while with Mountain Blade, I played it without mods. With Kinshi, I did download some mods to make it easy on myself, even though I don't think I've been doing anything that would require those mods, such as Bumping up the party size from 20 to 200. <laughs> yeah. Just a second. Um, mods such as one that bumps your party up from the base 20 to 200. I think with the characters that I have now, I only have a party of two. Um, I think I downloaded some other mods, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Legends of Heroes. Trails in the Sky, I have it installed, but again, I'm bad at taking media, so I haven't got around to playing it yet. Lobotomy Corporation, installed on my computer, but again, bad at consuming media, so I haven't played it yet. Maddie Nagy, I think this was just a free game, MMO game, that I was going to play. I don't have it installed on this computer, but it's in my library. I see. Monster Hunter World. Um, got it because friends was playing it, but it was also when I didn't have a PC. Because well, the one that I had died. And by the time that I got the one that I have now, Rise was already out. Um, Mountain Braid, Mountain Braid Roarband, and Mountain Braid... For fire and sword, only played warband. It's fun. Um, I used to do the typical build up a warband type thing. I was also playing as a noble, so it was easy to become friends with the other nobles. So, yeah. No Man's Sky. Hell yeah. I got it because friends have it, have not played it. Northgard, I have installed, but I have never played it. Phasmophobia, I played it once, 
it was also on Twitch. If you somewhere, I don't know if they keep things from huh. over a year ago, but yeah, I kept on crashing whenever I looked at a bone. But the funny thing is that I was also being very aggro to the ghost, but someone else in the party kept on dying before me, even though I was antagonizing it. Huh. Um, Ragnarok Online 2, a free MMO game that I'm not sure is still have servers up, but I got it because my cousin was playing it and he wanted someone to be the tank for him. Huh. Ring of Elysium. I played one match. Killed no one. I went for pac- pacifist this route. I had to leave my snowmobile, which made me very sad. But always remember them. Um, mm. Sea of Thieves. I bought it. Have not played it, nor is it, nor have it installed. Civilization Beyond Earth. Got, I think I got it on sale when it was going for like $10. I don't have it installed, nor have I played it. Soul Calibur 6. I got it because it was on sale for like $6. And I huh. wanted to say that I've had all the Soul Calibur games from 2 and up. Huh. I haven't got around to downloading and playing it yet. Face Engineers. Could not figure out how to engineer in space. Um, SRPG Studio. It was on sale recently, so I got it. Because the correction bundle usually goes for, like, said it usually goes for like 100 or something dollars, but it was on sale for 30. And I figured I would get it because I t- keep telling myself I'm going to make something very complicated, but then realize how complicated it is to make stuff. Um, Star Dynasty's demo is basically stars, but if you try to do it with Crusader Kings, like family heritage stuff, which I'm not sure if that's a thing because I haven't played Crusader Kings 2 before. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order trademark. It was on sale. Stardew Valley bought it because of the co-op things, because I don't think it had cross-play, but I've only played it on the Switch. Solaris, as Ashley has stated, probably killed my old computer. Sword of a Necromancer, a friend got it to me, and I haven't downloaded it, but I have not gotten around to playing it yet. Tabletop Simulator, haven't downloaded it, never played it. Prolia, Played with a bunch of friends, and we just haven't got around to playing it, it some more. Belheim got it as a, like, got it and got it for some of uh, Resident Beat crew, season two crew, for us to play on Twitch together. It, ben and I were the only ones to play it, and then after the first time that we played it, we just never got back on. Vroid <laughs> Studio. I think I got downloaded this game, oh, the studio thing, purely just to be like, I wanted to see the character creation, even though it was free and did not have that many options. Rooms WND. I have it downloaded, never played it. 
Lastly, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Have it downloaded, never opened it. So I would probably Damn. have to do a whole bunch of account making if I ever did. Damn. And that's it on my end. Yeah. Yeah, sure is, huh? Yep. How long have you been recording? I have no yeah. idea. Probably too long. Um, I got it two hours and 43 minutes on Audacity. So, unless you want to talk some more about some stuff, I guess we'll call it there. Yeah, we should call it. Um, Steven and just cut I don't have you or cat's plug so um I guess just cut off of your part well, where you and her say plugs in the last episodes and just stick it in here and I am under no illusions that this is going to come out nearly as long as the final as we actually recorded but like fucking I, I put too much of myself into this episode for it to never come out and just languish forever I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Have have fun with it, by the way. You ungrateful hogswine. I'm not going to tell you where to find me. You, you can fuck off. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to hang up the Discord call now. Like this isn't a bit, I'm actually gonna do it. Have a good night, okay. viewer podcast oh, listening audience. See ya, bye. Good night. Thank you for joining me. Um you can find Nero on Dragon Smooches on Trity, Dragon Snuggler on and Co-host, and Cychronus with a 5 ever in instead of an S on Tumblr. And they also have Prime Cuts, Radio Free Highland, um, Talk Cycles as the other podcasts. Um, you can find me, Veer, on and the other podcasts. Resident Beats is at Resi Beats Pod on Twitter. Um, you can find me on the Disney Minus Patreon. But if you don't want to look up a fake Patreon, you can join our Discord. Um, but Disney, bye. Um, don't know if this will be for longest episode, but yeah, <laughs> bye. Yeah.